Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you the importance of caring for a pet. I'll also be interviewing television host and producer of Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV, Patty Spittler. Patty shares her inspirational story of finding her passion with pets after she was diagnosed with a hearing impairment. For more information about Patty and to submit a photo of you and your pet, please visit PetPalsTV.com. Tell her you heard her on Lifeology. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. The importance of caring for a pet. We all have life struggles. And in that, it's often difficult for us because sometimes we get too much in our head. If you've been diagnosed with any mood disorder, you know what it feels like. Because when you get so lost in a depressive episode, it's hard for you to think about anything else or to even find your motivation to do anything. One of the great things about caring for a pet is it automatically helps you get out of your head. What I mean by that is this. There are many times that each of us would love to just stay in bed. But when you have a pet, you can't stay in bed. For example, if you have a dog, you have to get up and walk the dog. You have to feed the animal. You have to think about something else. That is one of the great things about caring for a pet is it causes you to be responsible for something else other than yourself. I remember when I was in my doctoral program and there was a big debate about whether altruism actually exists. Altruism is a fancy term that basically says you do something for someone else without wanting anything back in return. I never really understood why we were even debating that because if someone can help someone else, then why not? What's really interesting though is anytime we do something altruistic, like I said, doing something for someone else or something else without wanting anything in return, our body actually gives us a hit of dopamine. Dopamine is one of the neurotransmitters in our brain that causes us to feel good. It helps us to find the joy or helps us to find contentment or it makes our heart feel really warm and that usually lasts for a period of time. On the flip side of that though, if you do something for someone else and you want something back in return, your brain will not give you that dopamine. The reason why I say that is this, when you connect with a pet and you do something for them, whether you want to or not, but you know you have a responsibility, your body automatically rewards you with dopamine. The more often you do that and the more you connect with your pet, 
the more it sustains that dopamine. So over a period of time, anytime you look your pet in the eyes or anytime you pet your pet, you'll find that your body automatically gives you dopamine. You'll hear me later on speak about oxytocin. And oxytocin is another social hormone that we all need in order to feel connected. So as you look your pet in the eye, not only do you give them oxytocin, but you give yourself oxytocin. Oxytocin decreases your blood pressure and essentially just helps you feel loved. So when you're feeling lonely or when you're feeling sad, taking care of your pet rewards you with dopamine. Looking your pet in the eye and even the physical sensation of petting them releases oxytocin in your brain. So not only are you taking care of them, but they in turn are taking care of you and your mental health. The next time you look at them or pet them, take a moment to reflect on what your body feels like internally. Do you feel that dopamine? Do you feel that connection? And the more often you do that, you and your pets will have a healthier, happier connection. I have a fantastic interview with Patty Spittler. Patty is the host of Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV. She's going to give you her own insights of what her show is about and how she helps every pet owner be the best caretaker they can be. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Patty Spittler, who is a television host, reporter, and producer for Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV. Patty has had a 40-year career in radio and TV broadcasting. She was one of the first female radio disc jockeys in the country in the 1970s. She is here to share her inspirational story with us. Welcome to my show, Patty. Hello there, James. It's so good to see you. It's good to Look see you as well. Normal. I know it's crazy. It and you helped me get my Skype up and going. Thank you very much. Okay, boom. <laughs> it's so funny. I always have so many people on here who are great, amazing people like you, but sometimes they're not as tech savvy. So I'm like, it's totally fine. That's my job to help people as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta laugh. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> now you were the one of the first disc jockeys in the 1970s. That is such an incredible, groundbreaking work for you. How was it for you back then? Well, uh, it was college, and I mm -hmm. started, I was a theater major, but can't sing or dance, so I figured, <laughs> this isn't going to work. Uh, only child, used to being alone, being in a room alone with a uh -huh. microphone and a uh, turntable, that was pretty good. Uh, so it was like 1972, and there were other female disc jockeys, but I was the first morning female oh, disc jockey. Oh, interesting. They had all been men. And uh, and I had done the news too, but for the woman to be the, the disc jockey mm -hmm. was a little disconcerting. And I must say, there were some people who didn't like it either. Right? Yeah. We don't want to hear a woman in the morning. We don't want to hear because they weren't used to it. You know, now we hear it all the time. Sure. And again, getting to the whole business and then from radio into TV, there just weren't that many of us. Mm -hmm. I must say, though, I have had the help a very generous man who had been kind to me all the way through. I, mm -hmm. I was always helped by them. And Good. I knew that, uh, I think they recognized that I could work hard. Um, I might've not been the brightest, 
but I was the hardest worker. <laughs> and so that took me through many, many years and many wonderful experiences. And I got to cover the celebrity beat and the Hollywood. Oh, really? And, and now I do a pet show. So. Yeah, tell me about that. So the celebrity beat. The celebrity, we'll get to your pet show in just a minute. But tell me about the celebrity beat. Celebrity, uh, Wish TV. And I came to Wish TV in 1982 uh, to do a, a talk show called Indianapolis Afternoon. Uh, then that folded. And I went into the newsroom. Uh -huh. I actually did weather for a while. Oh, really? Gosh, it was horrible. <laughs> I didn't know which side. Uh, Were you pointing at whatever? The weather. I gotcha. We got fronts coming in. I don't know. <laughs> Patty, that's hysterical. So anyway, I did the weather for a while. It was about a year and a half. And then it opened up, and I got a phone call. Would I like to cover uh, the Hollywood beat? Uh -huh. And at that time, they were picking like one person from every state. And Indianapolis, oh. pretty big city. Um so I went, and my first interview uh, in Hollywood was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, really? And, yeah. Wow. And Mel Gibson, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, oh. yeah. <laughs> Tina Turner was wonderful. And from there, it grew. So I did it for about 20, 22 years. I would travel. What I did, and I anchored the new news as well, so I worked Monday through Friday reporting and doing the mm -hmm. news on Wish TV. Then on the weekends, I would fly to New York or L.A. Oh. and interview the stars and do a movie and come back. And then that would be on my movie reviews, which would air at uh, about 11 o'clock wow. in the evening. So I was working seven days a week, but yeah. you know what? It was fun. Yeah. So there, I got to interview wonderful people, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Harrison Ford. Um, oh my gosh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, wow. by the way, is married to a gentleman from Indiana. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Don Gummer. Don Gummer is an artist, so oh, uh, she wow. goes into Indiana and so on. So anybody who is anybody, Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis. How long did you cover all that? Because some of these are maybe more newer celebrities. 21 years. Holy moly. Wow. My last, uh, I, I have um, a hearing disability. It's called Meniere's disease. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, I have heard of that before, yeah. Okay. It's water. We're, we've got a lot of water in our mm -hmm. bodies, and your ear has some water in it. And when that gets a little screwy, uh, it can cause you to be a little uh, lightheaded, sure. uh, dizzy blonde. <laughs> and uh, my first attack was 1987. And uh, it progressed some, it, it, mm -hmm. and it went bilateral. So December oh, 24th goodness. of 2004, I go, I've had it. I was supposed to interview an opera singer. Wow. And I thought if I do this, it's either, I'll either have to take my hearing aids out and I won't be able to hear and I can fake it or I'm going to put them in and it's going to hurt. Um, oh. So I quit five and then I thought, what, what is it that I want? I'm going to get something here. What sure. is it that I want that I had always loved, always loved animals? I thought, what did I have at five years old when I, yeah. before I started working, uh -huh. you know, all this traveling? What made me happy? And I found a picture of myself when I was a child. Oh, wow. With our dog. That's Duke. Yeah. My listeners won't be able to see this, but she's holding up. Oh, really? Yeah, of oh. course. Yeah. So when Duke this switches the radio, they won't hear it. Yeah. Uh, Collie mix. Yeah. It's a beautiful dog. Collie mix. And I thought, I've always had cats, but with cats, you can go and have someone look mm -hmm. in on them and they're okay. With dog, you got to be there. So uh, I got a dog, went to the dog park for about uh, five years because then people didn't say, Who are you? They'd say, Tell me about your dog. Yeah, you exactly. Know, dog. <laughs> I know. And uh, nobody ever recognizes me. They recognize my dog. <laughs> I know they don't. 
and most dog people, I still do that. I remember the dog's name, and I don't remember yeah, their name. I've always so way, yeah. they came to me. 2009, one of my old producers knocked on the door and said, you want to do a pet show? And then from there, that's that's 11 years we've been wow. doing a pet show. That is amazing. And about four years doing great day TV. So I'm busy, and I volunteer yes, for all I do now. Yeah, and I want, to jump, I want to jump into the volunteering in just a second. But going back to you have this long-lasting career of interviewing all these people. All of a sudden, you have the bilateral aspect for your hearing. How was that for you to say, I need to stop? I mean, because that was your identity for so long, and then all of a sudden, something changed. So how was that for you? It's hard. I bet. It was hard. It was, it was, uh, it was hard. I, and I'll tell you, I was, uh, which is funny, this is happening now, because there's a friend of mine. They want to write a book about my life story mm-hmm. um, because so you you're, you don't have to be in it now. <laughs> um, the um, it was it was hard when I quit. I was taking too many pills. I was mm-hmm. doctor shopping. Mm-hmm. I had two psychologists and one psychiatrist. Uh, I was ordering uh, uh, sleeping pills over the internet, mm-hmm. and it it was because I went from oh Patty, we need you here here oh, here to yeah. nothing. Yeah, and part of that was my own doing. I also push people away, mm-hmm. and that is a sign, as you know, yes. of there's something seriously mm-hmm. wrong. I was starting to give away some of my possessions, too. I was getting ready to kind of check out. You know, anything can be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. So as painful as it was, now, as you had the re-identity of who you were, saw the picture of you as, as a little girl at five years old with a border collie mix, and then, I mean, now it just trans- transitioned you and launched you into something that you completely love, which is a beautiful thing. The, the thread that I see going through this, number one, I... I enjoy what I do. I yeah. enjoy, uh, you know, talking to, to people like you. How <laughs> else would I get to do something this cool? This yeah. is great. Um, but I also now, since I understand the media, I can shine a spotlight on things that need to be covered, for instance, in the pet world. Mm-hmm. Um, so although I'm not a vet, I'm not a rescue or a shelter, I, you know, but I can find people Correct. who can who do that it, yes. and refer when somebody says, Patty, I need help with this. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I found a, I found a possum under my deck. Who do yeah. I call? Well, wildlife <laughs> utopia or, or go to the humane society or, or look uh-huh. up, know your breed, know what kind of dog you're getting. A mini schnauzer is not like a chihuahua. Or a husky. <laughs> they have right. different, they have different they needs. Um, so know what you're getting and take care of it for yeah. life. And that's kind of my mission now. So how lucky, yeah. how lucky am I? Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm really very lucky. I thought this was the worst thing that could happen to me to be in a hearing intensive field. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was doing the news, you know, when I would say when fatal fire sounds like flat tire, it's time oh, to get goodness. out. Yes. Business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You can't say it again. You can't. You've you got to get it right the first mm-hmm. time. And I understand that. You certainly do. But now I can say, was well, your dog's name Fluffy or Fido? And plus, I tell everybody yeah. it's part of my shtick. That everybody knows. Oh, Patty, she has uh, she has hearing loss. That some people call Meniere's disease the Patty disease. I had oh really? Wow. My father has the Patty disease. <laughs> so um, when you're when you're working, as you know, and you're on camera with a role mm-hmm. that I, it, it couldn't be a part of my everyday yeah. uh, talking about it. But now yeah. I can, and I can help people with that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on the board for um, uh, uh, here in Indiana, which also helps kids who have hearing loss. And I'm also a spokesperson for NAMI, a oh, National NAMI, Association yes. on Mental Illness. Yes, I love uh, NAMI. For people who have depression. And mm-hmm. for, let me say, for the time that we're going through now with this virus, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that the, the uh, suicide prevention hotline calls have gone 
skyrocketing. Mm, I didn't People realize that. need help. Yeah. Depression. And I understand that. So don't be afraid to reach out. Mm-hmm. In my case, the best thing is 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 my pets. And that helps me then connect yes. to people. Yes. And now, since, this, since my show syndicates so many times and it'll be recycled throughout the years, at the time of this interview, my, my listeners, uh, we are actually going through quarantine, like Patty said. So when you hear this again in the future, always feel free to know that the Suicide Prevention Hotline is always there for you as well. So it's not just times of pandemic or epidemic. It is always, always there for you. Yes. And so that's something that yes. we always want to remind people of, that there are always resources, even when we feel like we're alone. Good for you. When it comes to your show itself, what's the synopsis of the show? Uh, which one? Pet Pals? Yeah, Pet Pals, yeah. Pet Pals TV is the, uh, celebrates the bond between humans and animals. Oh, yeah. uh, we also appreciate those in the wild, understanding, yeah. education, conservation. Um, most people who care about their pets also care about, you know, living, sure. living things. So, uh, again, try to uh, help you when you get an animal uh, as a pet, know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a gerbil or a chihuahua or, uh, you know, a mini schnauzer, a cat. Uh, Know what you're getting and, and take care of it for life. Um, yeah, for life. And that's an important, yeah, that's, I'm sorry to yes. cut you off, but that's an important thing is you want to really understand the, the responsibility of it. It's not something you can just have like a bird. They live for what? 40, 50 years. Who, oh, I didn't know that. Years, oh my gosh. That's years. Yes. Yes. Depending on what you mm-hmm. get. And birds are so, when I've done, I've never had a bird. I've had everything else. In the world. <laughs> I had bunnies, uh, ducks. Uh, I've had gerb. I've had all that yeah. when I was a kid. Turtles, <laughs> only child had all the animals. One time I went outside and took all the ants crawled up on me and I took them in and showed to my mother. <laughs> that didn't go over very well. I can't imagine. I even had a worm farm. Oh, that's so funny. But, um, uh, so, so what you need to know is know what you're getting out mm-hmm. of birds. They will also, uh, they, they connect very one-on-one. Mm-hmm. If you have a bird that goes, I love you, that's it forever. Oh. So if you're you say, well, yeah, I've had this bird. I'm going to get married now. and I don't want this bird anymore, so I'm going to give it away. They'll pluck all their feathers out. Oh, really? I mean, they self-destruct because oh. they, they all misuse. Yeah, I know. Oh, I didn't know that. That breaks my heart. Many bird owners don't have, a, don't have a mirror because they'll fall in love with their own image. Oh, really? And <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's hysterical. I know a few people who, are, who do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. So oh, know no. what you're getting. Yeah. Know the lifespan, know what they require. Uh-huh. Uh, also, in the times that we're going through now, if if you are someone in your family uh, is sick or ill, uh, make sure you have a place for your animal to go. I'm seeing a lot of people who haven't made my animals are in my will, so I know yeah. what, what they'll That's be taken wonderful. care of. Uh, but sometimes... The, your extended family may not want them. And that's, and that's really something I, th- I think to discuss. Like I, I consult with a lot of people around the world and a lot of people are very fearful of that. And so once again, this information can also be used for when there's not a pandemic, but you always want to have some type of plan for that. What are some suggestions you're having for people to come up with a plan? So let's say they're a single person who lives alone and worst case scenario, they get ill. What, what are some options of what they can do? Well, I'm dealing with a group right now, uh, only in Indiana, but hopefully will expand. Uh, it's called Forever We Love. Mm. Forever, F-U-R, Ever We Love. And what she does is she takes in animals, uh, uh, dogs at this point, that their owners are either in hospice 
or they know they're dying or or, or they've already passed. Wow. And as I said, many times the family does not want the sample. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to judge. I'm sure, just going to say course, that yeah. she, she, she takes in the, and she finds them then home. I've tried to give her some publicity so she can mm-hmm. expand that. Sure. I would say the best thing to do was to make sure you put them in your will. Yeah. I mean, that way they're taken care of. Or find a friend who says, I want your dog mm-hmm. if, if they know that you're that yeah. you're not feeling well. Uh, even something may happen. Maybe you're in an accident. We should do the right thing and take care of, of our animals. And I said accident. There's a siren going by. That's funny. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So, I, you know, we can't plan for all the contingencies in life and the accidents, but try to do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always say, if you have the love of an animal, you're you're never alone, and you're yeah. never lonely. Yes. So, uh, and that's been my that's helped me through the years. So I want to take care of them because they're yeah. taking care of me. They certainly are. And you know, in, in psychology, we we actually talk about obviously emotional support animals. My dog is has worked with me with my patients for years. So he literally is an emotional support animal. But I, you know, you see a lot of people who may have um, animals, let's say. Um, in restaurants or in airplanes. And a lot of people automatically have their assumption of, you know, someone's trying to beat the system by having an emotional support animal. What people don't really realize is the point of an emotional support animal is not only is it the soothing aspect of one's emotions, but the tactile touch. So if I touch an animal, the, the sense, the sensory pads on my fingers automatically creates dopamine in my brain, which, and also releases what's called a hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin is another feel good chemical that it's a social bonding chemical. So if you're anxious, if you're depressed, if you're overwhelmed, the simple petting motion of a pet, uh, stimulates so many neurotransmitters within us, which causes people who do have depression or anxiety to all of a sudden lower their heart rate, uh, be able to find that stillness and be able to generate just a sense of peace. And so that's why it's Mm -hmm. so important for all of us or whomever may have some type of depression or anxiety or anything that they're struggling with is to simply take that time to pet your pet. You'll find that it quickly (laughs) reduces all those emotions that you're feeling. I I think they're all emotional support. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, They are for me. But remember, service animals can do, and service dogs can go everywhere. Emotional support is for when you have the doctors Mm -hmm. or psychologists, psychiatrists, permission, and they write down, and that helps you on housing and airplanes. Airplanes, remember, make their own rules. They can do, because now they've started to ban some breeds. And then there are therapy dogs. Mm -hmm. And therapy dogs love everybody. They go and they let the kids read to them at the Mm -hmm. library, and they go to the schools and they go to the nursing homes so so there are different things and respect that please 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 don't buy a fake service dog vest over the internet yes for 49 dollars or whatever because what you're doing is you're taking your dog that's untrained out who may go poo poo on the floor or lash out at a a real service dog service dogs are trained to be looked at just that person yes and they and you'll notice when you go out if you see a dog who's like most dogs are oh look I'm looking around that's not a service exactly dog. service dog is focused on that person and if you take your dog out because you want to take him to a restaurant you're hurting the people who really need their service dogs. exactly people who are blind uh, I have a gentleman friend of mine he has no arms and no legs oh my he goodness. needs that service yes dog he certainly does. Out. Yeah. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, those folks need something too. These dogs are specially trained, and their eye is on their owner, yes. their trainer, the whole time. They're not looking around, and they and they're trained to do a function for that human exactly. being. Whereas maybe you just want to take your pet out and have fun. 
I totally understand that, but realize who you might be hurting yes. the people who really need them. And I appreciate you saying that. And the other thing that people should also realize is even if you see a dog, you need to ask the owner if you can can pet the dog because usually they're working. They're, they're actually working. Yes. Actually, if they're service dogs, you shouldn't pet them. Exactly. exactly. You should not pet them. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, you would never pet like a canine with a police dog <laughs> because they're working. It's the same concept as well. Yeah. But the therapy dog, again, back therapy dog, therapy dogs are like, pet me, pet me, love me, love me, love me. Service <laughs> dog is working. He's yes. working. Yes. Don't, don't, don't touch him. Yeah. He has a job. Yes, he does. Well, Patty Spitler, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join with us, to tell us your life story, to inspire us, and to also give us more information about our amazing furry friends. So thank you so much. And you know now what I want you to do, James? I want you to send me a picture of your doggy with you. And I'm going to put it on Pet Pals TV. Oh, thank you. Stories. So send me some pictures. <laughs> right, well, Go to PetPalsTV.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> PetPalsTV.com. PetPalsTV.com. Send me your pictures and maybe say you heard it on James' Lifeology show. And James, you send me some pictures. Too. I will do that. Thank you so much. My listeners also know that if not able to find any of this information in the show, simply go to either James Miller or Lifeology.com or Lifeology.tv and I will link you with all of Patty's links. Thank you so much, Patty, for being a fantastic guest today. Thank you so much. I love a man who shares my links. Thank you very much. <laughs> I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.